faith becomes more about who is in and who is out or about who belongs and who does not. But in order for spirituality to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. In this podcast, we find incredible people using their faith and life as a catalyst for goodness in this world. Be inspired to discover your own goodness in order to make your life, your family, your community, and your world better. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. My name is Matt Kinzera. I'm your host for this fine podcast. Boy, we've been having a lot of fun since we did the little name switch and kind of adjusting the the focus of the podcast. So many great guests already. And boy, we have a, a great lineup over the next few months. I was just ex- so excited the other day. I was kind of going over, you know, I just map out what's going to be on the podcast. And there's just so many good podcast guests that are going to be coming on. Like I'm, I'm so far out at this point with podcast guests and I just, I'm so excited to talk to so many people. It's just, it's, it's a little overwhelming, but I'm really excited about it. And I think you will be as well. So it's going to be a good ride. It already has been a good ride. I don't know how many of you listening are from the same part of the world that I am, but I live in Northern Wisconsin, right? So I live in the cold part of the world. World, as I know a good chunk of you do as well. And I'm in a great mood today because this week we've, for the first time in months, had temperatures above freezing. And you know what makes that really special is you go outside. So yesterday I went outside. It was the first day that we had like these warmer temperatures. I went outside and I could smell nature. You know what I mean? Those of you who live in cold temperatures know exactly what I mean. Like as soon as it gets below zero, you can't smell anything. It's just frigid, cold air that smells like nothing. And then all of a sudden you get above freezing and just there's that little bit of thaw that happens and you start to to smell things. And it's like the greatest feeling in the world. It, it finally gives you just a glimpse. I know we're just in February yet, but it gives you just a glimpse that maybe warmer temperatures are coming. And I, you know, I, I don't mind the winter for the most part. And I do stay active in the winter. I love to cross country ski and things like that. But after a while, like there's only so much cross country skiing that a person can do. So I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready for the spring. Well, today we are going to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart. It has been forever. Like when I think back over my life, even to like the early stages of my career life, this, what we're going to talk about today has always been something that has meant so much to me and I've been very passionate about, but I'm not going to lie. As I'm passionate about it, I haven't found... I don't know. I have I haven't found a lot of answers to what we're going to talk about today. I'll simply say that. So in the midst of a world, you know, we live in this world where everything seems so unbelievably divided. And as I was thinking about this podcast this week, even earlier today, I was just I was just thinking about it and I was just kind of stepping back and thinking about the reality of our world and I'm like, isn't it? Like it is like it's really crazy that we have actual real news stations that are geared to one political party or the other. Like, isn't that weird? Like that news stations have like this ideology about them. Like they're trying to convince you of something when like, I don't know, when I was growing up, I just honestly felt like the news was the news. Like everybody just gave you the news. And so I was thinking, man, that's just, that's just, it just seems weird to me when you actually step back 
and think about it. And then the other, obviously the other big divisive thing that often happens in our world and kind of throughout history is this religion thing. And as I step back and I think about that, like all major religions in this world, you know, at the core, at the heart of them, like love, beauty, justice, goodness. Yet here we are and we can look throughout history for as long back as we can see and we can see how divisive religion has been. You know, even even if we just talk about Christianity, it's crazy how divisive it's been. And so if we just look at those two things and if we just take a moment to step back and kind of take some perspective and look out <laughs> over the the view over the last number of years, it's it's I think we can just say like this is ridiculous. And I don't think we have to stand for it. I feel like it would be in our best interest that if we actually want to stand together and fight against divisiveness, the best thing that we can do is what we're going to do today. And we're going to talk about not things that tear us apart, not things that build walls between us, but what are some things that no matter what your religious thoughts or faith thoughts, no matter what your political thoughts, what are things that actually bring us together? We do so much talking about things that tear us apart. Let's talk about things that bring us together. And honestly, I'm as guilty as anybody else. You can go back not too far in this podcast and you can hear some podcast episodes that were very divisive because there's certainly times when you have to talk negatively about things that are maybe if you feel like they're creating hurt or injustice in this world. So there's certainly times to speak out against things. So don't hear me saying that that's not okay or that's not good. But at the end of the day, the goal has to be some unity. The goal has to be some bringing together. And if we really want to see healing and goodness in this world, we're going to need to reach some common ground. I remember when my kids, now I've got two kids, one of them's 16 and one of them's 18, almost 19. Oh my goodness. It's crazy how my kids are getting older, yet I stay the same age. It's unbelievable. But when they were young, when they were in grade school, they went to a Montessori school. And we're fortunate in my community that a Mon the Montessori school here is a part of the public school system. And they were able to go to this Montessori school. And for those of you who don't know what a Montessori school is, just do a quick Google. It's, it's just a different way of thinking around school. But the reason, the main reason that we decided Decided to send our kids to this school versus the normal public school system is because at the school in this Montessori idea, what they do is they focus on the child's strength as opposed to focusing on their weaknesses. I think a lot of times when we either personally feel like we have a weakness or we see somebody else that maybe we're working with or if we're a teacher, somebody that's in our, our, our classrooms or whatever, a lot of times when we see weaknesses, we say, oh, we've got to address that weakness and get it stronger. And that's true. Like when I identify my own weaknesses, there's definitely part of that where I want to grow and I want to get better at those things. And there's some things in my own life that, that really affect life in general. Like I'm not a really, I'm not real good at organization. <laughs> I'll just put that out there. And so I have to work really hard to make sure that I'm organized enough to manage my career and manage my family. But I don't focus on it. I don't like spend tons of time on my weaknesses. I'm aware of them. So I know they're there and I make sure that I'm functional in those areas what I focus the most on is, okay, what am I really good at? 
and how do I get even better at it? And when I sent my kids, when my wife Susie and I sent our kids to Montessori school, that was what I loved about it. Like they took my youngest, like is a great writer, loves to write. And so they just, they got her engaged with groups of kids who love to write. They really challenged her in that area. Uh, my oldest, you know, loves to sing. And so <laughs> there's this great time when she was in her class. I think she was in her kindergarten class. She actually got the entire classroom singing a song with her. And it wasn't, they weren't like doing music class. She was just working on something before you know it. The whole, It's a sing-along that my oldest was leading. All that to say, like they would focus in on those strengths and really try to push kids in their strengths, get them to a functional level on their weaknesses, but really push forward those strengths. I would say that if we want to look at strengths and weaknesses in our culture as a whole right now, our biggest weakness as a society is how divided we are. And we certainly need to work on this in order to move forward. However, our greatest strength as a society is when we find something in common to rally around. So isn't it interesting how closely related our biggest weakness and our biggest strengths are? Now, again, as I already mentioned, I live up in northern Wisconsin. And if you're not from Wisconsin, you will never understand the importance that the Green Bay Packers play on our culture here. It's, I'm not, I'm not like the hugest sports fan in the world. I used to be. I, you know, I'll watch the games here if it works out in my schedule or listen to them on the radio. But, you know, if they lose, I go on with my day. If they win, great. But let me tell you, like the Packers in Wisconsin, no one cares like what side you're on. No one cares whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, whether you're a Muslim or a Christian when the Packers play. It's like we're all just Packer fans. Nobody cares about anything else. And that's what I mean. And I know that's kind of a dumb example, but that's what I mean. When we find something common to rally around, I would say that's like one of our greatest strengths as a society. So we're not going to talk about the Packers today. We're not going to talk about sports today, even though I know it was just the Super Bowl, not too far back. But we're going to talk about more important things. What I'm going to identify today, and you can disagree with any of this that you want to. And if you do disagree with any of it, please just reach out on social media. Just find me on Instagram or Facebook. Just look up Matt Kinsera. And just let me know if there's things that I say today that you're like, I don't know. I don't buy it, Matt. So I'm going to share what I believe are like four main things that can really unite us. The first thing that can unite us, and this one's going to sound so obvious and so Christian-y that you're going to be tempted to turn this episode off, but please hang in there with me. I'm going to throw this one out there first, and I'm going to explain why I'm throwing it out there, and then we're going to get to some other things. So the first thing that unites us, ready for it, is Jesus, not necessarily in some magical or like miraculous way like Jesus melds us together and brings us all to not not like that not anything like that but for the most part we all have a very high view of Jesus and when I say we all I mean Christians I mean people of other religions I even mean atheists even people who don't believe Jesus was a real person tend to have a high view of the, this is in quotes, made up person that they hear about. So this seems to be this thing that on some level we agree on. Jesus on some level is a person that we agree on. We may not agree on some of the details surrounding him, 
but there's this unity that surrounds the person of Jesus. We hear all sorts of arguments and disagreements about faith, religion, and God, and maybe I'm just not hearing them, but I don't feel like I've heard too many arguments about Jesus. I mean, like the person of Jesus. So sure, we can argue about things like whether Jesus was actually God. We can argue about what Jesus' purpose was here on earth. We can argue about those things, but I don't hear too many people arguing about who Jesus was. You know what I'm saying? Like the the type of person, what he stood for. I don't hear too many arguments about that. I hear most people coming together and say that that person Jesus was so good, so meaningful, so important. Now, whether he was God, whether he was a prophet, whether he was a normal human being, whether he was a lunatic or a myth, (laughs) everyone seems to agree that he was pretty amazing, right? No matter how you want to deal with the details of who Jesus was, I've never heard anybody speak anything but good about Jesus. The way he cared for others. I mean, that in so many ways defines him, right? The way he stood against injustice over and over again. I mean, the way that he would tell stories as a storyteller. Like, I learned so much from reading the stories that Jesus told because the way he told them was so amazing. And then just the unselfish nature that he had. And his strength in the midst of hardship, which I think we could all learn from. I mean, I'm thinking about the time, for those of you who are familiar with the gospel stories, I'm thinking about the time when there was this mob of people that quite literally wanted to throw him off a cliff. In the midst of a group of people wanting to kill him, he just turned around and walked through the crowd and kept going. I mean, unbelievable, right? And then even when he was led to his death, I mean, the strength that he showed in the midst of that was was unbelievable and kind of the resolve that he showed in the midst of that. So across all denominational lines, I feel like we can hold hands about the person of Jesus. I think across all religious divides, we can like high five about the person of Jesus. Again, as I think back in my life, I can't think about a single time when I've been in an argument or a disagreement or something that felt divisive when talking about Jesus. Quite the opposite is true. I've talked to people of different religions. I've talked to people across many different denominations. And I have talked to atheists. And when Jesus is brought up, I can't think of a single time when I can remember somebody saying something negative about Jesus. I really can't. So again, if if you disagree with me, just please reach out and, and let me know your thoughts because I'd be fascinated by them. So if we're going to have a conversation about faith or religion, and we know there's going to be some divisiveness, because again, a lot of us think differently when it comes to faith and religion and things like that. So if we're going to engage with a person and we know, like we're coming into that conversation and we know there's some, some division in the way that we think about things, why not start by having a conversation about Jesus? Like let Jesus be kind of like home base, right? <laughs> let Jesus be home base. And then build out from there because that can be a space where I really think that we'll all have some sort of agreement on. Again, some people might not believe he's the son of God. Some people might even believe he's a myth. But there's so much that we'll actually agree upon if we start by talking about Jesus. So just try that next time you're in an environment where you think there's going to be a sticky conversation about religion or faith. Try to just start by bringing up Jesus and then build it out from there.
Another thing that I believe unites us in really beautiful ways is hardship. As much as I hate to say that, like hardship, and then let me give a little bit more. I believe that something that unites us in beautiful ways is not just hardship, but also benevolence in the face of hardship. Think about this, like when a family loses a loved one or like in your community when there's a house fire and a family loses their home, when somebody's diagnosed with cancer or some disease, I mean, even when somebody loses their job or a couple is struggling to get pregnant, like as I list off these scenarios, I'm guessing that as you hear them, specific people and situations actually come to your mind because we all know people that have been in many of these scenarios before. You might be a person that's been in one of those scenarios before. And so as we think about people, when I bring up those struggles, you know, it's, it's amazing how our, our hearts just really come together. And if we want to like expand out a bit, think about times when hurricanes, earthquakes, tsunamis have decimated communities and whole societies. When there is a need, an actual, real, physical need for compassion and for help, divides, they just, they just melt away. I'm telling you, when, when there's a reason to come together because people are going through hardship and there's this need to give and offer help, no one cares what you believe. No one cares what you stand for. We just come together and nobody asks stupid questions. We just work together shoulder by shoulder, hand in hand, and we bring help. And it's this, this amazing, amazing way to unite human beings. Compassion has a way of, of bringing people together unlike just about anything else. Again, when there's a human need, when there's actual human suffering, all of those divides, no matter what they are, just seem to melt away as we come together and we just help in the ways that are needed. Sure, we can argue about the best ways to help or the best ways to address large-scale poverty or whether or not climate change had something to do with the last hurricane. Sure, we can get in those arguments down the line somewhere, but when the chips are down and people need help, no one cares about the details. We just come together, we rally, and we help. As much as none of us like to go through hardship, as much as we hate seeing other people go through hardship, there is something about hardship and benevolence and the need to help that just brings us together and just takes away all of those divides. The third thing that I think is, is such a beautiful, uniting thing, and again, stay with, with me here on this one because this one might be a little weird for you as well. But the third thing I think that really unites us is prayer. Ever notice that if you're in a situation where someone begins to pray or where someone asks everyone to pray, like we all just go along with it, no matter how they choose to pray or even like to which God they choose to pray to. I've had people ask if they could pray for me and even if I didn't really want them to, like I've never, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've never turned down a person who's asked to pray for me because 
if somebody wants to attempt to communicate to the divine on my behalf, like who am I? Who am I to say, no, thank you? I mean, I remember there's a time, oh, this is years and years ago, we had a Muslim family over for dinner. Susie and I did. Our, our family had this, this whole Muslim family over. It was an amazing time. We had such a great time with them. Right in the midst of dinner, right, like mid-conversation, they excused themselves and they knelt on the floor and put their faces to the ground in a very specific direction to pray. Was I offended that they interrupted our conversation or dinner to pray? (laughs) No, absolutely not. Was I offended that they were praying in a way that was unfamiliar to me? Mm -mm. No, couldn't have been farther than the truth. Like there is something special about when people are attempting to communicate to the divine. And for whatever reason, even though prayer is so very confusing, there's something that just intrinsically makes sense to all of us. There is something that no matter how you believe prayer should happen or what you believe specifically about prayer, there's something beautiful just about the reality of prayer, right? I know a lot of people who think about prayer very differently. I think about prayer differently than I think most people do. Honestly, like I'm wildly confused by prayer most of the time, but that doesn't keep me from from trying to pray, right? And it's certainly my thoughts on prayer do not trump your thoughts on prayer. And I just think prayer has this beautiful way of connecting us to one another, because even though we might not understand how or why that person prays, I think there's this uniting factor that we're like, hey, this idea that we all desire some way, some shape, somehow to to connect to the divine, I mean, there's something beautiful about that. And there's something that that is, it just ties us together. Like there's this desire deep within all of us to want to connect to God, whatever that means in our mind, it brings us together. That desire to communicate with God is something that unites us. The last thing that I want to bring up here, and this is something I think we can all get on board with, but the final thing, and there's other things that bring us together. I'm just pointing out a few that I was thinking about this week, but the last thing I want to bring up that really brings us together and crosses so many divides is celebration. Celebration is such a beautiful thing that when we're in the midst of it, nobody cares what side you're on. Nobody cares what you believe about this, that, or the other. No one cares what you believe when it's your birthday, right? People just reach out and wish you happy birthday and they celebrate with you. Nobody cares what you believe when you graduate or when you're five years sober or when you get out of prison or when you get married or when you have a baby or if you achieve a dream. Like everybody's just pumped. Everybody's just excited for you. Nobody cares what you believe. They just are happy for you. And we just wanna celebrate with one another. Can I just share a really strange fact with you that I have no idea about how I know? Well, I I can share it because you can't say no because I'm the only one talking here. (laughs) And this happens with like some degree of regularity. I'm in a conversation or I'm talking about something and somehow I know this totally random fact about what we're talking about. I don't know why I hang on to really random facts that I learned, but I do. But here it goes. There have been studies done that prove that when a stadium of people, so I'm, I'm bringing back sports here, okay? So when you're in a stadium of people, think about a football game, a basketball game, whatever, like a big stadium, professional sports. 
There's been studies that done that prove that when there's people who are rooting for their team, when the organ plays, da 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 da, and the people respond, charge! Get this, this is nuts. It's always the same note. Doesn't matter if you're in Green Bay, doesn't matter if you're in Los Angeles, doesn't matter if you're on the other side of the world. Like there's been, and I don't know who decides, hey, we should study if everybody says charge and when they say it, it's the same note. Like who's, the, I don't know, who, who are these people? But there's, there was a, a study done on this and when it goes da-da-da-da-da-da and the whole stadium yells charge together, they always do it on the same note, like the same musical note. Isn't that crazy? It's a proven fact. But what a great analogy to the unity of celebration. When we are celebrating, we are unified. Nobody cares what we think. When it comes to celebration, we're all on the same note. See what I did there? I thought it was pretty good. So as we bring this home today, I know, I know that we don't live a life in which we're always talking about Jesus or when we're always helping others and we're, or when we're always praying or when we're always celebrating. I get that. Like that's not our reality every moment of every day. But the reason that I share this today is first, when we are in these spaces, just step back and enjoy that unity that we can find within them. Like just enjoy the fact that we're together in these spaces in a world where it seems like coming together is so hard and divisiveness is so prevalent. When we find those little pockets of unity, just, just relish them and enjoy them with everything you, that you have. Like enjoy that reprieve from all the yelling and arguing for crying out loud. And second, when you find yourself in a space where you feel divided, whether that's with a person or a group or whatever, is it possible in the midst of that divisiveness, is it possible to rally around one of these things? Let me give you an example. In the midst of an argument about faith, is it possible to bring up Jesus or prayer and just see if maybe that brings the conversation a little bit more toward unity. Just see what happens. It's worth a try, right? Or in the midst of an argument about politics or business or whatever, bring up a situation that identifies a need for help or a need for celebration and just see if maybe the room changes. Just see if by bringing up one of those things, if you can just change the room a little bit more toward unity. I mean, wouldn't it be worth the effort at least? Our strength will never be among our divides. It will never, like, but we will stand up together in the midst of our unity. So again, I would love to hear your thoughts. Tell me what you thought about the four things I brought up. Tell me what I'm missing, because let's talk about that as well, okay? So again, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Just look up Matt Kinzera. I know it's a hard name to spell. It's K-E-N-D-Z-I-E-R-A. It's been great to see so many people listening over the last couple of months. We've seen a huge boost in listenership of this podcast, which obviously is exciting to the person who is putting them out. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. The reason that I ask you to do that is because then you're going to see when new podcasts come out because I don't want you to miss some of these guests I have coming up. You're going to love them like crazy, okay? So subscribe to it. If you give it a five-star rating or write a review, what that does is it helps other people see this podcast. So if you don't mind just jumping on board and doing that, I'd appreciate it as well. And as always, let's keep chasing goodness together. <laughs>